Welcome to Campus Firewatch Radio. My name is Ed Camo. So today we're going to be talking about National Campus Fire Safety Month and what exactly is National Campus Fire Safety Month. Well, something that started back in 2005 uh, came out of a conversation I had have with a staffer for Congresswoman Stephanie Tubbs-Jones, where they suggested a resolution in the U.S. House uh, recognizing September. Well, it was introduced, it passed. Uh, one was introduced in the Senate, it passed. And so I took it a step further that year and uh, asked the governors to introduce or to sign proclamations as well. And we got 12 governors that first year to sign proclamations, which was great. And we've kept, I've kept it up ever since. Uh, each year I send out a letter that's been co-signed by 20 parents who have lost children in campus-related fires, asking the governor to sign proclamations. And since that start in 2005, we're up to over 300 proclamations now, uh, as well as resolutions in the House and the Senate. And last year we, we had 37, which is the most ever, which is just fantastic. So if you're curious if your state has uh, done one or not, now you can take a look at campus-firewatch.com under the resources pages, and you can find a list of the states that have issued resolutions, along with some suggested language for a proclamation. And the reason I say that is if your state hasn't done one, there's nothing like hearing from a constituent to get the ball rolling. So if uh, you can contact your governor and ask him to do a resolution and provide him with that language, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Really would appreciate it. So what's been the impact? Well, we've seen a really marked increase in the school education programs uh, since we started that in 2005. More schools are doing side-by-side burns, fire extinguisher training, a lot of education awareness efforts. At the same time, we've seen a significant decrease in the number of campus-related fire deaths. 2006-2007 academic year was the highest we'd had with 20 fire deaths that year. The lowest was last academic year with uh, four fire deaths. And currently, uh, in this academic year, which will end on July 31st, we're also at four fire deaths. So each of them is a tragedy, but also we've just seen such a decrease, you know, from a high of 20 down to four. Well, most of these fires happen off campus, where two-thirds of the students live. And the quality of the housing really hasn't changed dramatically, in my mind. Uh, It's still a lot of one-family, two-family houses uh, that students are crammed into. So if we're not seeing an improvement in the housing stock, you know, things aren't getting safer in terms of uh, the infrastructure, what is this? what causes this big decrease? What, what can we attribute this to? Well, I really think that we can attribute this to, to that heightened awareness that I was just talking about, where more schools and more communities are doing things to educate their students and make them aware of the, their personal responsibility when it comes to fire safety. You know, they're doing things when they move into the dorms as freshmen, Hopefully those messages stick with them. Uh, if they're doing stuff when they, you know, all four years while they're there to reinforce those messages, hopefully all that information is staying with them so that when they do move off campus, they're moving into an environment where they are acting safer, acting more responsible. They're putting up the smoke alarms and maintaining them. And that all ties back all to that awareness that we were just talking about. So I really think the, the program of National Campus Fire Safety Month encouraging schools and communities to do more has really had an impact in terms of raising awareness which translates to lower fire deaths. So how does this translate for when they leave college? Well, fire deaths on universities and campuses are going down, but nationwide fire deaths have held fairly steady at about 3,000. I think last year was about 3,200 fire deaths in all occupancies across the nation. 
Campus Fire Safety Awareness really seems to be working. So if we continue this education with the students, when they move out into society, hopefully they're taking these messages with them. So we can start seeing an improvement in the fire safety situation in society as a whole if we really keep up these efforts on what we're doing on campuses. I mean, for most students, the last fire safety information they're going to get is about fifth grade. Let's be honest, you know, they get firefighters coming in, you get the stop, drop, and roll, you get, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then it really doesn't start up again until they're 65, because those are the two high-risk groups that everybody points to, the very young and the very old. And that means there's about two-thirds of the people in this country that do not routinely get fire safety information, that group right in the middle between about 12 and 65, that don't get fire safety information on a regular basis. But by teaching students, college students about fire safety, we can break that cycle and give them the information that they need to know. Because keep in mind, too, that when they receive the information when they're very young, mom and dad were often responsible for all the things like mom and dad have to put up the smoke alarm, mom and dad have to test it, we have to work with mom and dad and make a home escape plan. Well, the message doesn't necessarily mature with the audience if it's not reinforced. So college students may not realize that now they are the ones responsible for all these things, that they have to put up a smoke alarm and make sure it's working, that they have to know two ways out, that they have to make sure that their friends are smoking responsibly and not throwing it into the trash, or cooking fires, that they're cooking responsibly as well. So by teaching them those fi that fire safety information while they're in college, while they're in the universities, Hopefully that information will stay with them so that when they move out into society, then they're taking this with them and we can start seeing this change. And this is a long-term approach, admittedly, um, where they make this change as they get out into society and we start having a safer society in the future because they know a lot of these things that are just such common contributing factors. What we see on campuses is what we see in society. One of the leading causes of fatal fires on campuses, smoking materials. Leading cause of fatal fires in society, smoking materials. Disabled or missing smoke alarms in both scenarios, see it all the time. So if we fix one, we may be fixing the other for the future. Well, one of the challenges, no two ways about it, is reaching students with these kind of fire safety messages that we've been talking about. It's a challenge. And I think the key word to really keep in mind through all of this is to engage the students. Engage, engage, engage. Really get them involved in what you want to do. Don't be just preaching at them, talking at them, giving them information. Certainly don't be giving them brochures and all that sort of stuff, which they're never going to read. You want to be giving them things that they are going to be actively involved with. And I'm just going to give a few examples of things that I've been doing over the years here with some other organizations that I think have worked fairly well. Uh, one of them is, for example, we have done a number of projects with the Minger Foundation where We've had students actively involved and engaged and helped us develop the programs and the content. I mean, for example, we did campus fire safety community service projects where the students go with the fire departments into the homes and install smoke alarms. And I'm not talking about students' homes. I mean, they're going into the homes in the community, the elderly, the poor, um, high-risk groups, all these different things that are different areas that the fire department know are at risk. They're going out there and helping, the students are helping the fire department install smoke alarms. What's the benefit of this? The fire department gets a new resource to help them do their job. The students learn fire safety by doing fire safety, and the community's made safer. And it's really one of those win-win-win situations all around for everybody. So many schools are now requiring uh, community service time for their students. 
So here's a chance for them to get those community service hours they need while making a direct and tangible impact on society out there. So it's a great opportunity. And a lot of times fraternities and sororities are also required to do social um, or community service projects. So here's something you can, they can latch on as well, working in partnership with the fire department on doing these projects. Uh, another great project we did is The Alarming Truth. Uh, that was a video that we just uh, finished up last year. It was done through a grant to the Cleary Center for Safety on Campus. And it's a, a short video about an off-campus fire and the impact that it had. And this was written, filmed, and starred students from Rowan University. And we had a crew of about oh, 10, 12 students working on this whole project. And the benefit of having the students so directly involved in this is, one, we came up with a product that we feel is relevant to their peers. Uh, they were doing something that, you know, they felt would in, uh, resonate with the other students. But the other part, too, is these students learned fire safety by being so actively involved in the, in the filming. Uh, not only did we, you know, give them the messages that had to be in this, in this film, we gave them the concept, the overall uh, concept, but also they got a chance to work right alongside the fire department in putting this together, right alongside folks from the university putting it together. So they really learned a lot of fire, a lot about fire safety, and hopefully that translated to they were living in a safer environment in their off-campus houses, and now that they've graduated, they know much more about fire safety because of their direct engagement and involvement on those projects. So really, the idea of having students so directly involved in these projects, it really helps a lot in terms of making it engaging, making it relevant, and they learn directly themselves. Now. Projects such as these, yeah, it takes a lot of legwork to set them up, uh, and particularly something like the Alarming Truth. That was, a, you know, as I mentioned, a grant project that uh, was funded, and that's kind of a, a special one. But for example, the community service projects, uh, that's something that any school can do, really. Uh, you can you know, contact your fire department, or if you're a fire department listening to this, contact your school and say, we'd like to set up this kind of partnership to get things rolling. Um, we did it in high-risk communities in such as Mississippi, West Virginia, Kentucky, and we did it on a couple of Indian reservations where they have colleges and universities as well, the Navajo and Tohono O'odham Indian reservations. Very well received, worked really well, but I will admit it took a lot of legwork to set it up. But once you have it institutionalized, it's something that you can just keep rolling over each year. And the students I know in, in Kentucky, for example, the students are now coming to the fire department saying, what can we do? Uh, we'd like to get this rolling again. Um, so it's, it's, it's paid off there. So the idea is, yeah, legwork up front, institutionalize it, and then you can have something that will be going on year and year after that. But it doesn't always have to be something as involved as that either. Uh, we're out at Eastern Kentucky University, and we had a focus group with some of the RAs out there. And we asked them, we said, what can you use? What do you need you know, to, to do your job better? What would help you? And they told us posters. They said, we need posters that we can put on the bulletin boards, on our floors. So just from that kind of feedback and involvement with the students, we created a series of free posters that you can download and that they can use as well. We also uh, shot a series of videos with students in them, students with disabilities, talking about fire safety and the importance to them as students with disabilities, knowing about smoke alarms and two ways out and cooking fire safety. So they were actively involved in that. We did another series of videos with uh, RAs talking about fire safety. And the thing with the videos nowadays, it's so easy to do this. It's, it's not quite the production that it used to be. Um, I mean, quite honestly, you can do it with a cell phone now if you really want to. 
So it's not that difficult. And there are often students that have these skills and this equipment, and they're looking for something to do, something tangible, a project they can do that they can use as uh, something on their resume, or they can point to as an internship or something like that. So here's a great opportunity to get students involved in projects just like this that you can really use uh, in getting them engaged and teaching them. Now, a lot of the resources I'm talking about, we also created a, a guide to teaching fire safety to students with disabilities. We also created an RA's guide to teaching fire safety. The videos I'm mentioning, all of this stuff uh, is available right now uh, for free. It's all done through DHS Fire Prevention and Safety Grants. And if you go to Campus Firewatch uh, website, which is at campus-firewatch.com on the resources page, You'll find links to all this stuff, whether it's with the Minger Foundation, whether it's with the Clary Center, or whether it's with Campus Firewatch. Download it all. It's all free, and it's all uh, stuff for you to use. So, um, kind of what's the takeaway? Well, I think the most important thing is keeping it up. Uh, fire deaths are low on campuses because of what schools and communities are doing. You're doing a great job in terms of partnerships, working together, educating the students, and the partnerships are just absolutely key. Nobody can do this by themselves. Nobody has the money, the budget, the time, the people to do these things by themselves. So really developing these partnerships, getting schools, students, fire departments, and communities involved and working together is just how you can really make these programs so successful. And engaging the students, getting them actively involved. So you're not just showing them a PowerPoint. You're not just doing a presentation to them. You're getting them involved in fire safety. You're getting them involved in putting together a video. Or they're working on social media with you. Uh, that's another key way to get things out there as well. Um, is using social media and getting the students to do that because they know best how to communicate with their peers with important messages. And really, uh, kind of a quick aside about social media, by the way. Yes, you hear the horror stories. You hear the faux pas, the mistakes made with social media, and it's going to happen. But if you've got the students involved, and you put it to them that, you know, this is something that they 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 can use as a, a resume builder. This is an internship they can do. They're going to want to do a good job. And you have to expect mistakes to happen. Uh, a friend of mine, firefighter, uh, really put it to me really well one time. And the way he phrased it was, hey, we get in accidents driving to fire scenes. But that doesn't mean we stop responding. You learn and you keep on going. Well, it's the same thing with social media as well. If you make a mistake, you fix it and you keep on going. But it's such a great way now to be reaching out to the students. Okay, so uh, that's my quick aside there on social media. So I'd like to just kind of leave you with three action items here at the end that you can really uh, focus on uh, out of this podcast. Campus Fire Safety Month. If you're looking for resources that you want to use during National Campus Fire Safety Month, if you go to the resource page at campus-firewatch.com, again, that's campus firewatch.com you'll find links to all the resources mentioned in this podcast whether it's with uh, again the Menger Foundation the Clary Center or Campus Firewatch try to put them all there uh, for you to use just to make them as easy as possible they're all free you can download them stream them embed them on your website do whatever you want with them but it's all free for you to use the second action item is develop partnerships develop partnerships between the students the schools and the fire departments I really suggest that that's something that just works out so well. Uh, it's mutually beneficial to everybody. Uh, like I had mentioned, in this day and age of budget cuts, it's a great way to leverage what you need to do. 
And the final thing is if you're going to do something, try to look at projects that you can do that directly involve the students in doing something that they can learn from. It can be a video, social media, home safety visits, posters, uh, but something where they learn fire safety firsthand and they can become your ambassadors on campus. And that's probably the most impactful way that they're going to learn it too, is actually by doing fire safety. So uh, that's kind of my three takeaways there that I like to leave you with here on Campus Firewatch Radio. If you do have any other questions, you can reach me through the Campus Firewatch website. I'll be glad to help you out any way I can. Um, if you also want to subscribe to Campus Firewatch, uh, each quarter I put out this newsletter where you can get a lot of great information. Uh, we have feature articles, um, we have breaking news, and I also have a fire log in there too that where I, I monitor the wire services to try to see what's going on when it comes to campus-related fires, and I collect all this information. And these are really great anecdotal stories that you can use in your outreach programs you know, to show that it happens. This is happening on a regular basis. These fires are happening. Fortunately, the, as I mentioned, the fatal fires are going down, but that doesn't mean that the fires are not happening. So uh, each quarter in Campus Firewatch, as I mentioned, I have the fire log in there. So if you do want to subscribe, you can go to the Campus Firewatch website, go to the Campus Firewatch store, and you can subscribe to Campus Firewatch and get it every quarter. Okay, well, hey, thanks for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time here. Uh, my name is Ed Camo, and I'll see you on the next episode of Campus Firewatch Radio.